0: This podcast is brought to you by ReformationSites.com, church websites for a modern Reformation. Hear more at the conclusion of today's program.
1: This is Theology on the Go, a brief interview about an eternal truth.
2: These questions can be applied today, but the fact that they were answered centuries ago They help us to reflect on these questions in a more impartial way.
1: Hello and welcome to Theology on the Go. I am Jonathan Master, joined by my friend and co-host, James Dolezal. James, how are you today?
0: I'm doing well, Jonathan, doing well.
1: Well, we have a guest on today who's recently published a, a book. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a remarkable book, as we'll, as we'll discuss today, but she's written many, many books prior to this, uh, Simonetta Carr. Simonetta, thank you for joining us today.
2: Uh, thank you for having me.
1: So the book we want to discuss today is mm-hmm. called Questions Women Asked, um, and, and I need to pronounce that clearly. It's asked in the past tense, mm-hmm. Questions Women Asked. Mm -hmm. And the outline of the book is basically this, Simonetta takes, uh, for each chapter, she identifies an individual woman in church history, many of whom are, are not as well known, and then hinges the biography of that woman around particular questions that they raised. And Simonetta, I have to say, it's such a creative book. I'm wondering, what was it that gave you the idea or inspiration for organizing it in this way?
2: Well, as you know, I'm writing um, for Cloud of Witnesses, for Place of Truth. So uh, it it all started there. I started to write articles for for the blog. And sometimes I was thinking, it would be nice to write a book about these people. And then I started to think, maybe the women... And then after that, I thought, oh, maybe the women who raised questions because that that would be very interesting. I, I was impressed by some of those questions. So it kind of went by el- elimination and uh, and I ended up with some women that raised some very interesting questions.
1: I should have uh, mentioned at the beginning, uh, Simonetta's regular column on placefortruth.org called Cloud Mm -hmm. of Witnesses, which uh, listeners will want to check out if they don't already regularly read it. How do you decide which women to study?
2: Um, Yeah, well, I went by questions. I, I only wanted women who raised some interesting questions. So, yeah, there are so many women in church history, but I chose the ones that were we're asking, either asking or answering
0: some questions. So maybe you can give our listener, listeners a sense of some of the kinds of questions. Um, right. yeah. Are these, are these uh, primarily theological, but some of them are also um, domestic and uh, or theological or social type questions. Right. Um, so what are some of the mm-hmm. questions that readers can expect uh, to encounter uh, and maybe you, maybe what you could do is spotlight a couple uh, favorite chapters of your own, perhaps.
2: Okay. Well, there's all kinds of questions. Uh, we have we go from deep theology, like um, Macrina, you know, in the in the fourth century, and um, actually this was a question her brother Gregory raised, asked her, and so she came up with the answer and uh, they discussed it together. And it's all about um, the hope of resurrection, what happens to the soul after death. It was pretty intense <laughs> for me to study all that. Um, yeah, we have philosophical questions with um, with Elizabeth of Bohemia, and she discussed a question with uh, Descartes of all people. Um, so we have all those types of questions. And we go from there to lighter questions, uh, like, does God care about hairstyles? <laughs> and, yeah, and and that what's interesting about that, that, it was raised by a woman in the 16th century. Um, so that's, that's so interesting. So does God
0: care about hairstyles?
2: J-
1: James <laughs> hopes the answer is no. I don't have either.
0: hair, so... <laughs>
2: I don't know. I, you know, I tried not to give my opinion in this book. So mm. I just explain what happened, what the women said at that time, and then at the end of each chapter, there's like food for thought, and I ask questions to help. You know, if if maybe somebody wants to use this book in a Bible study, uh, not Bible study, but <laughs> a book club or something, then they would. Uh, be able. Maybe these questions can help a little to to um, go a little deeper into. And in the questions, I, I basically I said, "What do you think?" It's not. You know, I'm not trying to guide anybody one way or another. That's what those women said, and you may agree or disagree. And, but at least it makes you think.
1: What were some of the ones you mentioned, Macrina, the younger, uh, mm-hmm. fourth century woman of the fourth century who. Dealt with very deep theological issues about um, what happens after we die, and you mentioned that that was a, a serious, you know, th- that was tough, tough sledding even to get through it, and it was a lot to think about. <laughs> yes. What were some of the other ones that that really stretched you or 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 stayed with you after you after you did, did the study?
2: Okay stretch me was uh, elizabeth uh, of bohemia or uh, when she, she discussed things with uh, descartes and about mind and body are they separate or are they the same thing i had to study this a long time but actually it was a, a subject that i was very interested in because As you probably know, I wrote a book about my son, uh, one of my sons that had schizophrenia. So the issue of mind and body, it was something that interested me anyway. But that was pretty tough reading. (laughs) And uh, and then I had to, uh, one that stayed with me. Well, there's a lot of women that stayed with me. But one of them that was a surprise for me was Anne Griffith. Um, in um, the 18th century in Wales, she impressed me because she lived in a farm all her life. You know, her life, you could just say, she was born, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, went to a change church. Uh, first, she was going to the to the local Anglican, and then she moved to a, like a method the Calvinist church and then she married and she died <laughs> you know it's like her life it's not something exciting but her writings are amazing she wrote poems that were later turned into hymns and she shows such an understanding of the Bible and it, it shows that she spent so much time reading and meditating on the bible i guess on the farming whales, wales yeah time to do that but it was just uh I, i've been reading her poems after and i still get a lot out of them so that was a surprise for me
1: i think to me that's that was one of the great uh, takeaways. One of the one of the more valuable things about the book was I, I was just introduced to a number of figures that I, I didn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of, or maybe I'd heard their names in some cases, yeah. but didn't know anything about them. Uh, sometimes when you when you do research like this, you come away saying, "Well, this is an interesting mind, but I don't think I'd want to live with this person. I don't think <laughs> I'd want to spend any time with them. Uh, they might not be the nicest dinner companion." Mm-hmm. Uh, but were there were there women whose lives really jumped out at you and you said, boy, I, I would love to have known this this woman in person?
2: Um, that's a tough one because I really liked all these women. Um, in fact, I, I often say, you know, now I feel like I have, a third, I have 31 new friends. <laughs> I really <laughs> feel like they're my friends now because I've been studying them so much. So it's really hard to say if there's any that I would have liked to know in person. Uh, probably all of them. All of them. Yeah. yeah it's, it sounds that way. It yeah. sounds that way. It's really hard to choose one.
0: <laughs> the questions that are asked, um, you, you mentioned uh, in the case of uh, the one corresponding with mm-hmm. Descartes or the other uh, with Gregory, and, um, to whom are they asking their questions? Uh, are they asking them to? It seems like a variety of people: to philosophers, right. to pastors,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, and were and and were these questions asked in a public way? Was there a public discussion uh, around these questions, mm-hmm. or is are most of these sources private correspondence?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a variety of things. Some of them <clears throat> were asked to either, in the case of Descartes, to a philosopher, some to pastors like uh, um, uh, Rene of France, who was corresponding with Calvin, Um, and then there was uh, Elizabeth Bowes, she corresponded with John Knox, well, she also lived with John Knox, (laughs) she was his (laughs) mother-in-law.
0: So they might have had that discussion over the breakfast table and then <laughs> she decided to put it into writing for posterity. Uh,
2: actually, we know it, Both in both cases we know from, we know these things from, um, uh, you know, Calvin and, jo- and Knox's um, writings because all the letters from women were destroyed and, uh, you know, what was left were the ones from... Uh, Alvin Knox and the man. So we kind of hear it's almost like hearing a phone call and you only hear one side, you know, but mm-hmm. it's okay. You know, you can still get a lot out of that. Yeah. And, and some of them, know they were just questions they pondered without asking, um, without asking publicly. Some were questions they, they raised in writing. Um, like of course, a uh, Christine of Pizan uh, uh, when she said, uh, "Are women a defected creature of God?" Uh, yeah, she wrote that in a book, and um, she was actually serious because you know, that's how so many men made her feel at that time. That, and not just made her feel that they, they actually wrote it. Their, their, uh, there were theologians who said, you know, Adam came first, he was made in the image of God, the, women, the woman came later from his rib, so, you know, second rate.
3: <laughs> and, yeah, you know,
2: they they built a lot of theology around that. So, yeah, some wrote books about this, some just thought about it, and sometimes there were questions that were asked, some other people asked them. Yeah, so it's a variety of things
1: one of the things that struck me simonetta is that these questions for the most part are are perennial questions i mean yes, you do a great job right. of of setting the context explaining mm-hmm. you know what the what these women were experiencing and their upbringing if you, if mm-hmm. we know anything about it but 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 what's interesting is really these are questions that Women not only asked in the past, yes. but ask now, not just yes. women but men as well, but they're yes. just they're they they are questions that you hear and you think yes. about,
2: yes, yes. Uh, I was impressed by that. Even somebody like uh, and I don't know if I pronounce her name right, but but, but so, uh, Make mm-hmm. making, I might say around. Should women be
1: educated? Right? <laughs> right. Question. Well,
2: you know, you could think. Well, now we know. Yes, of course, we are, all women go to school. You know, question is, answer yes. Go away. No, because this is still relevant in in churches where women tend to be less educated in, in theology than men you know they, they think well we take care of the practical things and we leave all the brain stuff to the men but it's it's uh it's important for the same reasons that she brought up and I'm not gonna tell you the reasons so <laughs> you have to read the book <laughs> yeah
1: no no right 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 we've got to leave something <laughs> yeah. for people to read but but that yeah that's I mean what you realize is that we we need to learn about the past, but there's a sense in which this is very, it's just very much could be just taken out of today's questions. That's right.
2: Um, And actually one thing that I think it's really important, I found out this later actually talking to women who were reading this. Um, These questions can be applied today, but the fact that they were answered centuries ago, kind of take the question out of uh, our uh, um, environment and uh, they help us to reflect on these questions in a more impartial way. Because if you think of these questions today in today's environment, um, there are a lot of things that can come up. They would just hear on the news or whatever, and we say, oh, okay, I should answer this way because so-and-so says this. But when you take them out of this context and you go back centuries, then they make you think deeper about these questions. No,
3: you know? you're right. That
0: it, it takes away all of the uh, current maybe political acrimony that yes, sometimes whatever. surrounds those questions. <laughs> And lets us isolate the question, mm-hmm. the, the 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 heart of the matter uh, yes, itself, right. or at least at least read it in somebody else's political context yes. that we don't feel invested in, exactly, perhaps.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Simonetta, thank you so much for this book. Mm-hmm. It really is uh, helpful, as I said, just in, in very recent past I was able to to put it in the hands of a number of people and they really benefited from it so thank you for this book and thank you for giving Mm -hmm. us some of your time today again the quest the book is called questions women asked by Simonetta Carr and so Mm -hmm. Simonetta thank you
2: well I have to thank you because it wouldn't be possible without you many years ago asking me to write for place for truth
1: (laughs) Oh, you know, that, that, was, that. <laughs> that was that was that was a no brainer, and and mm-hmm. I I have benefited as much as anyone from reading what you continue mm-hmm. to write on Place for Truth, but uh, so it's it's always a joy to see it appear in book form.
2: Thank
1: you. Well, James, it's always a joy uh, for me to interview Simonetta. I really do appreciate her writing, but I thought something that she said at the end that you picked up on was was really insightful that sometimes abstracting these questions from the current environment helps us look at them a little bit more objectively, I i never thought about that. To me, the value of this book was you get introduced to people that you wouldn't otherwise know about, and you know, you, they, there's provocative questions that that have interesting answers. So all that's good. But but I think I think she's she's right. That's a, it's a great observation. It's a good way to attack these issues to kind of abstract them from our current environment.
0: And I think it also deflates some of the um, self-importance that we have in our asking of these questions as if, um, as if we now um, are the generation of the finally curious people, you know, right. and that, that in the past, they just kind of muddled through uninterested, uh, stuck in their ways and weren't asking the perennially deep questions about um, God, man, sin, salvation, life in the world. Uh, and I, I thought it was interesting, just the just the range of um, of curi- of historic curiosity that she uh, is able to turn up and kind of rehabilitate, and to be able to and to be able to realize it. Just it, it's that dose of realism that says, you know, these are these are questions that really stem from the human condition, uh, not from some uh, quirk that is uniquely modern or recent.
1: Yeah and and the, and the questions some of them uh, would normally be viewed in that way this is a modern question that we're finally asking about you know women or or just about life and and the reality is you know oh no this is from the 6th century <laughs> so it's um it, it, it's it's a helpful
0: uh, corrective in that respect. And it's well, C.S. Lewis's old chronological. That's right. Snobbery, it's the chronological uh, snobbery.
1: Yeah. Uh, anything right.
0: anything that can deflate the chronological snobbery, in uh, in my estimation, is a is a good is a good effort. Uh, and if it teaches us as well, even better. I couldn't agree
1: more and and so if you're interested in this book Questions Women Asked by Simonetta Carr, as subtitles is Historical Issues Timeless Answers uh, you can you can purchase this any number of places. If you'd like to enter for a chance to win it, you can go to placefortruth.org. Click on the Theology on the Go link, and there'll be instructions there. But also go to placefortruth.org on a regular basis. Simonetta has new columns being posted all the time that are similar to to this in that they're usually biographical and 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 just take an interesting angle to to whatever her subject is and so placefortruth.org is the is the is the place to go for that we're also grateful for any of you who pass along theology on the go to others or uh rate and review it on apple podcasts thank you for doing that um also if you're able to donate you can do that at alliancenet.org or placefortruth.org thank you for listening to theology on the go as always a brief interview about an eternal truth
3: Hi, this is Eric from Reformation Sites. Did you know that most people view a church's website before they'll ever set foot in the door? So how is your church's site? Would an online visitor searching for a church home find it inviting? Does it reflect your ministry as it should? Perhaps it's time to start a new website for your church that reaches out more effectively with a design that engages visitors while keeping members connected to the church and to one another. Reformation Sites has beautiful, mobile-ready designs to choose from, helpful service, and useful features such as sermon manager, online bulletins, courses, events, and notifications. It also integrates with other popular services like sermon audio, live streaming, and online giving with pricing that fits into any church budget. In the month of October, we're celebrating Reformation Day by offering 25% off the website setup fee. Use coupon code REFDAY21 to redeem this offer when you go to ReformationSites.com to get started. Reformation Sites, church websites for a modern Reformation.